Anomaly is a hip-hop artist and political commentator with over 600 million views and about 2 million social media followers. He's appeared on Fox News and all your favorite pages. He's managed to stay fairly consistent in his criticism of both sides of politics, and he's done it all independently. How are you doing, good sir? I'm glad to be here. Thank you for the very kind intro. Appreciate it. No problem. I think the first time I saw you was on a Fleckis video. I know we're going to show that later, but I'd like to start off with how I came across a person. You gave very good opinions. You appeared in that a couple, in his series a couple times, and ever since then, I've sort of, um, I've agreed with you on a lot of things, and I've disagreed with you on some, and throughout, I'd say 2020 and towards 2021, I felt like that um, I've gotten to, I've figured out that I do agree with your ethics, your, your, uh, your morals and how you see the world so that's why I wanted to talk to you and I like getting your opinions and the first thing I wanted to talk to you about was your opinions on the lockdowns in your area where you're living right now how are they right now and do you agree or disagree with them I mean I guess in comparison to Canada and places like the <laughs> UK it's not as bad but I'm in California and I disagree with them they're putting restrictions although I'm in a more conservative county so it's a little bit less like the police don't enforce it. It's basically self-inflicted because there are businesses that are running full capacity with no problem. So, yeah, I don't agree with it. And I think in June they're going to release restrictions to some extent, but they're keeping the mask mandate and they have no timeline. They have no metrics. They don't even pretend to tell people a reason anymore. Most people don't even know that. So, you know you got to ask yourself if they're not even telling you when you're going to be able to take the mask off and go back to really normal, do they even have a plan to let you go back? And I don't think that they really do. No, I'd have to agree with that. Um, up here, like you said, in Canada, we've just entered a new stage of lockdowns. It's a year later, more than a year later, it's somehow gotten worse. Now they're threatening the variants. There's never ever been any discussion of masks not uh, being required at all. So I think you, uh, <laughs> you might have a luxury there of uh, thinking that maybe there's an end to it. Up here, it doesn't seem like there's an end to it at all. And one of the first things I want to address from one of your videos is about PCR tests. Now, um, the lack of accuracy of them has been largely slept, swept up under the rug. And I want to show a clip about you talking to this on a recent live stream you did. So let's go ahead and roll that, Justin. Mass testing is the whole, uh, the whole scheme. Asymptomatic cases, how they're testing, how many cycles. DeSantis isn't talking about it. Trump's not talking about it. Abbott's not talking about it. So my job, I feel like as a citizen, I'm just ticked off. I'm ticked off at all the tyranny. I'm ticked off at the lockdowns, the you know vaccine passports on rural Caribbean. It's all just frustrating how they're treating kids, how they're treating the elderly, acting like quarantining them's healthy when it really breaks down an elderly person's body. And no Republican seems to have the balls to talk about it. So you know, as far as is he better than Kamala Harris, for sure. But this is starting to feel like a Roman theater where you either get socialism, communism, and medical tyranny, or socialism, communism, medical tyranny with higher gas prices, where, yeah, I'm going to have a preference, but it's just not doing the trick for me. Now, we'll get to the two-party system, if you will, in a few minutes, but I want to ask you, um, why is nobody talking about this? The WHO, they came out, of course, after Biden was elected, and they echoed that the PCR tests aren't very effective. I mean, I remember I covered this last year in New York Times study saying that only 10% of the people who tested positive in their study of I think 40,000 people actually had enough virus in them to, um, to make it transmittable. So why do you think nobody's talking about this on either, either side really? 
I can't figure it out. I mean, maybe it's the lobbying power that certain industries have in media and government. Maybe they don't know. Maybe you have to play a role to get to that powerful position. I'm not quite sure. But as a citizen, obviously, I lean to one party that preserves freedom. But they're not getting to the core of the testing. And I said in March, it's like the more you test, the more you're going to find. And also, they're conflating, did you die with COVID or did you die from COVID? And they're not making that distinction. And then they're counting asymptomatic cases. And they're not doing that in China because what's an asymptomatic case? You don't even have symptoms. And then you figure out, I have the book right here by Kerry Mullis. Um, he is the inventor of the PCR test. Oh, sorry, I got to put it over here. He invented the PCR test and he himself said when he was alive that you cycle in and it goes times two times two times two and it multiplies, I think it, I forget how many cycles, it's a million and a billion times. And he said, if you zoom in, it'll make you feel like a Buddhist because you believe in the notion that everything is inside of you. So he was like, it's not made to tell you whether you're sick or not. That's not what it's designed to do. So they're testing people with a PCR test and no Republican or Democrats talking about it. So I don't think this is ever gonna end until you get to the core of what's going on. And that is testing and how they're counting testing with what they're using and using those metrics to fear monger people into what I consider human slavery. Now through this whole uh, lockdown and, and coronavirus spiel, has your support or belief in either party shifted? Has it changed into sort of um, regressed into towards the self, I want to say, where you don't necessarily want to b believe either what either side is saying. Even if you favored Republicans, let's say before, are you still believing them in as much as you did, or have you always felt that way? Well, in the clip you just showed, um, you know, it it's become the point where they're not holding the line at all. Like I said, you know, you got socialism, communism, medical tyranny, and lower gas prices, or socialism, communism, medical tyranny with higher gas prices. So I've had an evolution, like a lot of people waking up to what liberals really were and make, waking up to what the media really was doing. Um, but I kind of, I think for a while now, I've seen that the right wing isn't really doing everything they're saying. They talk a big game about free speech, but then when push comes to shove, they're more interested in passing speech bills or like Governor Abbott in Texas. I love Texas, it's one of the most free places in America, but Governor Abbott is lobbying some sort of thing where he's turning against Gab, which is a Christian-owned independent social media designed to really fight Facebook, Google, and Twitter with free speech, and that's where his priorities are in a lockdown. He won't talk about you know, the testing situation and how they're testing and how that's really driving a lot of this stuff. They're not fighting that hard uh, against corporations who hate us, who are trying to overturn uh, voter ID, things like that. Mm -hmm. But he's willing to go after an app. So at a certain point, you know, I'm not I'm not doing it to be edgy or some people accuse me of, you know, if you're not left, you're right. If you're not right, you're left. I'm not doing it to be like a libertarian fence sitter. I'm doing it because it's genuinely not enough. And I think you see that in Canada with people like, is it Rob Ford or Doug Ford? Doug Rob Ford. Ford is there? Doug Ford, you know, he, he he pitched himself like this Trump character and then he's been super pro lockdown. And same with Trump, he pitched himself as this freedom fighter. And then he in many ways kind of caved or at least just pushed the status quo narrative for a while. So I'm not doing it for any other reason besides it's not working until enough people wake up. You know, at what point I figured that out, I'm not quite sure. And everybody, you know, can evolve and learn. But I think it's important for the left and the right to know that a lot of what they're doing is fighting each other, picking characters that they like. But at the end of the day, you know, I think the liberal characters are egregious and they don't know what they're doing. And the Republican characters are doing just enough to pretend like they're doing something, but not enough 
to take this away. And as a person who loves America, I don't want to live in a place where they're jacking PCR tests up my nose and trying to, you know, cycle in and see. It's like, I don't need, I don't want that. And this is never going away until enough people uh, don't comply and also understand like every which way what's happening. And, and you just don't see anyone getting to the core of it. I don't know why that is. And I, I can't really tell you when I came to that conclusion. Yeah, I think a lot of people are noticing. I mean, maybe they don't. I'm obviously reading about politics and news every day. But when I see the leader of the federal conservative party here saying, oh, we're going to open an investigation. If you elect me, we'll open an investigation into the process of the lockdowns. It's sort of like, okay, you're saying that you want to find out why everything, all these decisions were made, but you're not saying that you're against the lockdowns. It's, it's all about vaccines, it's all about, you know, trying to hold the other side accountable without actually making any stances, without actually creating any policy suggestions, without, you're doing everything you think is right without actually doing anything or taking any hard stances. And it's all to please like a Twitter crowd, I feel like. I feel like as long as nobody's mad at you on Twitter, they think that they're doing the right job. And that's just not the case. I would like them to actually have to be able to argue these these points in public on television but that never happens just like with biden up here we don't have any accountability from the media in terms of actually asking tough questions it's all why haven't you locked down more why aren't you <laughs> why aren't you giving teachers more money so that's the sort of thing we're dealing with so i don't because i don't want you to feel alone down there in uh, the southwest um i want to transition to sports activism i noticed you've done a few videos on this and it's something that I paid attention to a lot because I love sports and it's turned me off a lot of sports. Besides the UFC, I can't think of any uh, sports leagues that haven't gone completely political. And there was a recent clip from, I, I'm assuming Charles Barkley's in the Hall of Fame, um, but he had a clip talking about both sides pitting each other against one another. So let's play that clip and I wanna get your reaction to that again. Shared that news, how painful it was. Yeah, but the one thing I took out of that piece was Man, I think most white people and black people are great people. I really believe that in my heart. But I think our system is set up where our politicians, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, are designed to make us not like each other so they can keep their grasp of money and power. They divide and conquer. I truly believe in my heart most white people and black people are awesome people. But we're so stupid following our politicians, whether they are Republicans or Democrats. And their only job is, hey, let's make these people not like each other. We don't live in their neighborhoods. We all got money. Let's make the whites and blacks not like, like each other. Let's make rich people and poor people not like each other. Uh, let's, let's scramble the middle class. I truly believe that in my heart. Now that's some real talk, divide and conquer. Keep the left and the right and the black and the white fighting so they never truly realize who the slave master in the top of the pyramid is. Props Chuck, he's a real one. But most of the NBA pro-black race activism is super, super fake. They just pretend to care about black families in America, but I could tell they don't because I'm not an idiot. When I was watching the All-Star game because I love basketball, they were promoting Taco Bell and Mountain Dew because those were the sponsors. They pay them money, so that's what they do. Now, the NBA has had a powerful social justice movement in stupidity that has caused me to stop watching it after my hometown team won the championship. You've got Mark Cuban not wanting the national anthem. You've got LeBron James um, fighting for this horrible voter suppression in Georgia. 
What's the motivation behind all this, do you think? Is it money? Do they really, does LeBron and Mark Cuban really think that there's uh, Jim Crow-esque laws being passed in Georgia? Some of them maybe just go along with it because that's where the money is and it's easy. Other, uh, I think, are smarter and more devious. But honestly, in America, and I'm sure in Canada, the liberals and the you know what we have is the Democratic Party, they control the culture and they control the NBA. So they have them saying Black Lives Matter and putting phrases on their shirts uh, while they're selling high fructose corn syrup, fast food, insurance, pharmacy pills, anything contributing to the mass obesity, which if you look at a lot of the reports, most of the hospitalizations are obesity. Most of the countries where most of the deaths are, are obesity. So obviously if you're overweight, you're more likely to die from anything. Just like if you're elderly, you know, and you get pneumonia at 90, yeah, of course the death rate is gonna be uh, higher than than if you're, uh, it's all these like number games they're playing where they're like, well, the elderly is 95% and you're not, that's for every disease. And I'm, it's not saying it's good, but it's like, it's not worthy of, you know, lockdowns and shutting down. So their race activism is fake. They're making people fatter, sit on the couch and, and, and you know, they shower them with these Marxist ideas of racial activism. And I have a book here from a black communist uh, who ended up leaving the Communist Party. It's called Color, Communism, and Common Sense by Manning Johnson. And uh, G. Edward Griffin put me onto it, but I'm going to just read from chapter two. It says, Subverting Black Churches. And, and this is a, a almost 100 years old now. It said, what the communists were doing was creating doubt, lack of confidence, suspicion, setting up situations that bring about racial bitterness, violence, and conflict, putting forth demands so unrealistic that race relations are worsening attacking everybody in disagreement as reactionaries, fascists, and Ku Kluxers among whites, and Uncle Tom among blacks. Blacks consist, con, cons, uh, consti, uh, was what the communists were doing. Sorry, it was like a weird word because they had a different speech back then. But, you know, they've been doing this for 100 years and, and starting these racial things. And that's exactly what they're doing now is pitting people against each other, like Charles Barkley said, and also just making race demands that are so unrealistic and so bizarre that people hate each other. At the top of the pyramid, they're doing this purposely. Uh, at the lower level, or maybe like the LeBron level, I don't know how smart he is, or you know, if they're just in an echo chamber of people who agree with them, so they feel like they're really helping their race. But if they really cared, they would look at lockdowns, quarantines, 100,000 businesses and restaurants you know, completely wiped away while Amazon grows and they're sitting there selling Taco Bell and Mountain Dew. They're the biggest frauds, and it's it's really embarrassing because you know the black community in America could use some real leadership, especially as they're taking away their freedom. That I know them and my ancestors fought really hard to get to this country, or at least to get free in this country. So I don't know what they think they're doing, but they need to wake up. And of course, Mountain Dew is disgusting. Now, not to make a joke, I have to make jokes about everything. It's just, I'm sorry, that's just how I am. But I've heard in a lot of your videos, you mentioned the the fructose syrup, you mentioned fast food. Is is the number one reason you mentioned that is because you think that a healthier lifestyle for a lot of people will make a lot of problems go away? And down the line from that, do you think it will take power away from corporations who may not have the best intentions for people or just simply don't care as long as they sell their product? It's just good to be healthy and I don't care really what other people do, but with my platform, you know, I like to inspire people to work out like I do and inspire people to get fit because it's better physically, mentally, you have more energy, you're less likely to die from COVID or anything else. So it's just healthy to be 
Um, but also when I really started talking about it uh, was in March when they shut everything down. And I said in March, listen, if you're going to do anything mandatory, if they did mandatory workouts, mandatory jumping jacks and kept all businesses open with no mask mandates, scientifically, they would save more lives. But they're not in the business of saving lives. They're in the business of deceiving the public, making them fatter, stupider, addicted to pharmacy pills, you know, begging for a, a jab every year, two years, wearing a mask, you know, getting treated like robots on and off, up and down, left and right. You can go to the beaches. You can't go to the beaches. You got to eat indoors. You got to eat outdoors. You got to eat outdoors indoors. And people are just walking around and following. It's like, you think these people care about your health? I don't, it's, it's bizarre to me that people buy this. So I'm talking about health because one, most of the obese or most of the cases of COVID in America that were hospitalizations were obese. Mm -hmm. And that's not mm -hmm. random. They're purposely making us or recklessly making us fat, stupid, lazy, and addicted to pharmacy products. And this uh, pandemic is really just all these agencies, all these industries, and all of these politicians who are wildly sold out and don't give a crap about your health, you know, running rampant all over your constitution, your freedom, your rights, your family, your physical health, your mental health, and your psychological health. And it's disgusting that both parties seem to play into it. All they have to do, run an obesity ticker on Fox News and say, more people are dying from this and say, listen, it's not healthy. Even the Republicans that are the freedom fighters, they say, well, we're gonna quarantine the elderly. It's not healthy to quarantine the elderly. You know, they need to move. They need to They need to see human interaction. You're, they're killing people. It's not, you're killing grandma without a mask. The politicians, the pharmacy industry and these lockdown fanatics on both sides are killing uh, elderly and they're treating kids like animals and slaves and psychologically abusing them. It's so gross what's happening and I can't fathom why uh, they won't talk about it, but I will. Now you mentioned that it, it's not healthy to court quarantine. I personally don't know much about the health ramifications for a person not going. It, it seems to make sense. You need exercise, you need fresh air. Do you think that's what's causing a lot of the deaths in the long-term care homes and do you can you cite anything to support that? Well, in long-term care homes, when you're 80 to 100, it's not abnormal for people to die there because mm -hmm. people go to those houses at the end of their lives. So you'd have to look at total deaths in America, which they're now covering up and won't let you talk about because it's not bizarrely out of uh, you know proportion to other years. I don't know what it's like in Canada. So this idea, like say with COVID, you know, they say it's a whatever percentage for the elderly and for the young, it's this percentage. Find me a disease that is not like that. The elderly do not handle it better. That's not to say it's okay that they pass away, but uh, it's just saying that it, it's a number manipulation game, which is why everyone should read How to Lie with Statistics, which uh, Bill Gates recommended. The whole book's about that. <laughs> Using statistics and graphs to manipulate people, no matter how true it is or not. That's literally a book that Bill Gates recommended people read, and I read it, and it's quite shocking. But there are reports in the mainstream media in America of people dying because of loneliness. And I do have reports out of uh, Italy. They had this one area where elderly people live the longest. And the reason, among a few, was community. So talk to any elderly person that moves and gets exercise and then have them have their resources and their and their family and their, you know, uh, active you know, communities taken away from them, of course it takes a toll. So I have multiple studies to back it up, but really it's, it's, uh, it's common sense, which people just don't have anymore. You can't treat people like this. I wanted to move on to 
I think you gave a really good explanation. I watched almost the whole thing of uh, your live stream about the WHO. I believe it's called um, Who Started the Who, which of course is a very clever title. You should trademark that. Uh, let's play a <laughs> clip from that. And then I want to talk more about the origins of the WHO. You can't stop somebody from seeing their family in the hospital. Why isn't Ron DeSantis saying that? Why isn't Trump saying Because they don't really give a crap, guys. They're just putting on a show for you. Yeah. They're way better than, well, DeSantis is better than anyone else, and I'm grateful for him. And even Governor Abbott, he's a little sneaky, but I like the fact that they're allowing more freedom. That's what America's about. But I'm just blown away by the fact none of them will talk about the testing. If you're not talking about the testing, what are you talking about? The tests are, F are not FDA approved for this either. They're emergency use authorized. Now, you talk about the emergency use authorization. Um, I saw you interviewed Chris Sky. I imagine a lot of that was about that sort of thing. For those who don't know, um, they have to go through an emergency process to approve the vaccine, especially, stop me if I say anything wrong, by the way, mRNA vaccine, because it's never been used before. They've been studying it for 20 plus years, but they've never used it. Um, they use this emergency certification or approval process when they don't have enough time to, pr to say something safe and to push it out like they've done with this vaccine. I think they've done it with a few other things. Um, I, I can't name them, but that's my understanding of it. So I wanted to ask you, where does this connection come from? What, what is connected to the WHO? And I want you to give, because I think you were good at explaining it, a brief background of where the World Health Organization comes from and what its origins were. Because to my understanding, like NASA, it's not exactly a picture perfect origin story. Yeah, well, NASA, yeah, the, I guess it was the, what was it, Werner Van Braun, a Nazi who kind of helped run that whole show. Um, but you can't say the, that. Banned. Yeah, Banned yeah, immediately. No, I mean, it's, it's a history. But uh, with the, the emergency use authorization, so, you know, FDA approval is when they go through everything, and it usually takes like four years minimum, uh, and they didn't have four years, and they're lying to people. I, I fact-checked Jen Psaki, who's the press secretary mm -hmm. speaking on behalf of Joe Biden, huge role. She lied about that unapologetically. Get it? It's FDA. It's not FDA approved. It's emergency use authorized, which means, yeah, just get this out because it's crazy. And the reason Trump stopped talking about uh, these drugs, these other side drugs was because in the clause of doing emergency use authorization, if there's another drug available that works, you can emergency use authorize it because it's usually considered like last ditch. It's not necessarily the first thing like only if there's no other option so they had to quash every other option to to, to push out their product so you know it's worth knowing because everybody's lying about it and it's just worth considering there's no conspiracy there that's just the truth and the real conspiracy is the fact that our politicians and health experts are going on television and lying to your face about that that should make people suspicious uh regardless of uh or at least besides you know, the history of some other stuff some of these companies have done, including one of the companies, uh, not the mRNA shop, but the Johnson & Johnson, they're currently in court under uh, a baby powder lawsuit where even Reuters, which is mainstream, reported that they knew that there's asbestos in their, in their baby powder causing all sorts of problems. And uh, you know, Pfizer's been, been settled out in court for bribery and in and, and situations where they were manipulating data. This is all like justicedepartment.gov. So, it's not crazy to want your autonomy to not you be forced into this thing that's not approved yet. It's ridiculous what they're doing. And the World Health Organization was founded in San Francisco after World War II when the United States helped you know, the Soviet Union. And it was with a few countries, I think it was France, UK, 
United States, Soviet Union, and China. So if people are wondering, and they, you know, they use the word communist a lot, like this is feeling like communism. It was started with essentially communist China and communist Russia. When we did the World Health Organization and settled this little deal with Russia, Stalin was the leader, and Mao Zedong was either, you know, at the head of China or at the head of his party and and assuming power at that point. So. They seem communist because they started with communist roots, and I don't know that they've ever changed their philosophy because I also have somewhere around here the, the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx. I've read it, and in it he wants total power of banking, media, transportation, and they're, oh, you can't go here, but we're going to tax you per mile, says Pete Buttigieg in the Biden administration. This is all textbook communism, so they've kind of leveraged their power. Uh, and that's their origins. That's where they started. It's just it's history. So I think people, if they were aware and educated, they would not be so compliant and submissive. Yeah, I think you can see a lot of the blueprints of a lot of these plans enacting over the world. I mean, five years ago, I think the world or the word globalism was con uh, was attempted to be smeared as an anti-Semitic thing. Uh, we got past that, uh, and now we're at the point where I think everybody's wondering who may or may not be calling the shots. Because like we talked about earlier, there's some sort of shadow behind cons some conservative parties that I don't, I, I'll be completely honest, I don't know who it is that's, that says don't talk about this stuff. And best case scenario, I think you have to believe that these people just don't care. They just like the money, they like the, the privilege, the power, and therefore they're not going to risk anything uh, to lose it, they're not. Why? Why say something that's not going to get you a lot of favor favor with people, and might get you fired? So I'm hoping it's a sad hope to have that. That's the best case scenario. But on the other hand, you have to imagine if there is whether it's a, a group of uh, of co corporate <laughs> hedge fund leaders or something like that calling the shots, the Bilderbergs. If you want to go down down that route, I'd have to hope or I'd have to imagine that that might be a possibility. So the first thing I wanted to show is what I mentioned off the top was where I think I first saw you. And it's an interview with Fleckus at the Women's March in 2018, I believe. Let's show yeah. that. And I want to get your take on how that would be in 2021. Everyone's been very kind, but I have to be honest, this is not a women's march. It is a pro-Democrat, pro-Obama, pro-Kamala Harris, pro-Cory Booker, pro-Obama, strongly anti-Trump. Uh, Planned Parenthood support group rally march. Uh, it's just not a woman's march because it's only if you watch CNN and MSNBC and believe the Democrats, it's it's a march for women and men who do that. Now, it seems like a, a century ago. How do you feel watching that, first of all? Uh, it's funny. I mean, it's it's it almost feels like old times where it seemed bad, but it's compared to what's happening now, it seems fantastic. Like a bunch <laughs> of just angry liberal women. That sounds like my my dream compared to like lockdown world. Um, and fun fact about, a fun fact about that real quick is, uh, you know, me and Fleckas are, are buddies and I actually filmed the two, the two ones that I was in or the three ones that I was in, I filmed those. So I was, I was his cameraman. Wow, the whole day and I secrets. Him. And then I just, you know, we flipped it around for one and got somebody else to, to, to film it. So I had a good time uh, filming. And also, you know, a lot of people, not a lot, but 
most people like Fleckas, but they'll be like, oh, he's just looking for crazy people. And I can attest because I filmed it. We were not we were not cherry picking or like it didn't take that long. Literally, like we'd be walking like this dude look, dressed like a clown. Be like, Let's talk to him. Like there was no huge setup where Fleckas is like because some people do that. They go to Trump rallies trying to make everyone look bad. There's so many crazy characters there that literally it's just like eight interviews and they're all gold. Like we didn't we didn't uh, have to try that hard and we didn't throw any interviews out. Like it's literally that funny. Like uh, so you know. Props yeah, to him. I, I around the same time I was starting my YouTube channel as well, um, which is of course why I I like to uh, throw myself in with that group. And there were there just weren't as many crazy people. There weren't these protests happening in Canada. It's just uh, you know a happy accident, I guess, that there's this many crazy people wanting to talk to you guys. Now, looking back three years ago, magically there's none of these protests anymore now that Biden's elected. I think there's no coincidence about that. But do you think that the people's responses would be the same in 2021 if they're out there? Would they have somebody else to blame? Would they still find a, a way to blame it on the past administration? How do you think that would go? Well, first of all, I think a lot of these people are mind controlled. I think they're literally like sheep where they just take orders from the corporate media and the culture that is being fueled by certain people who decide what everyone else thinks. So I, I don't know that they know what they think. And I, I, you know, I think they're just doing whatever they say, get one, get two, wear one mask, wear two masks. They're just like running in circles like uh, animals. It's, it's sad. So would they do the same? I don't know. Cause on the left, people hate Trump. Um, and it's like, they've made their whole identity on hating Trump. Like you'll see it on like profiles. I'm a Trump hater. It's like, do you like anything? You know, do you have any hobbies and, and vice versa on the right? You have people who love Trump who will never admit that he ever did anything wrong. They'll never give it up. It's like their life as well. So what would they do now? Yeah. I, I don't know. I probably, a lot of them are still hating Trump. Um, probably a lot of them are just waiting for the orders from like CNN and you know, uh, like liberal celebrities to figure out what they think. Cause you know, they, they, they don't agree with protests, but as soon as there's 10,000 people in the streets for a George Floyd protest, all of a sudden they believe in gathering. These people are so fake. They, they don't, it, it's the epitome of mind control. They don't know what they believe and they don't actually believe anything that they believe. It's, it's sad. I feel bad. Now, do you think, obviously, um, I'll call it a tactic that people use in these interviews is, well, cite your source, and I'm not saying it's not unreasonable, cite your sources or what's an example. You'd see it with places like Infowars or stuff like that where they say, I hate you, and they say why, and they can't name anything. Do you think that's a, a valid argument, or do you think that it, it's, um, it's unfair to expect somebody to have specific examples other than uh, an, over, an overall feeling that they dislike or disagree with something? I feel like it's a mixed bag. I feel like some people have reasonable reasons. You know, some people have bad experiences with the other side. So they've joined that side. Some people, you know, I saw a tweet and I thought it was true. Some people will use their mental illness and say it's a, you know, it's activism where, you know, like one day they're an activist, the next day they're like, I need to see a psychiatrist. So I think there's a mixed bag. I don't think everyone's bad, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I don't know what people are thinking or what they believe, but you know, in Canada, I think the media is even more controlled. I've heard of, you know, Rebel News and I've heard of them as some of the only right leaning news that actually does like pretty big stuff um, where in America we have more, but most of it's controlled by certain people. So 
it's like repetitiveness. If you hear it over and over and over again, it, you know, it's like people just believe it. Russia, Russia, Russia. And then you just say Russia, Russia. It's like a part of it. So I'm noticing that even with the right here, though, once Trump and like the lockdown happened, things drastically changed. Everything changed. And when I make certain points, I don't mind debating. I don't mind being wrong. But I feel like it, it, it programmed the right where they only know certain things. So if you challenge like their cognitive bias or like what they think happened and you show them dates and results, you know, it's like they don't care. They'll just keep repeating it. And if you get enough people to say it, you know, that's where you get like the party mentality where it's like, you know, the amount of people who are um, thinking is, is growing and growing and growing. But some people are definitely caught in the emotion and you know like team aspect of it like these are my people this is what i think you're the bad guy i'm the good guy and then it's it's just you know that's the whole scheme i call it the tv told me so syndrome where it doesn't matter how many facts or evidence you've been presented as long as you're getting a steady stream as long as the espn is telling me tom brady is the worst quarterback in the world even though i've never watched football I will believe that he's the worst quarterback of all time. Now, I want to talk about the border with you because this is something that I think is largely uncovered or untalked, not talked about on purpose. Um, uncovered is, I guess, is what I was trying to say. And the Biden administration, they won't take people down to the border. They won't go down them down there themselves. People are flooding in. Project Veritas showed people sleeping in the dirt under bridges next to garbage cans. And funny enough, Alex Jones himself was trying to put a stop to it. I think this happened yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, um, earlier this week. Let's take a look at that clip in case you haven't seen it for everybody's sake. Who, who, who is this right here? Hey, you got hey, no comment. So you this got is those Christ children in there illegally. You're about to run a human being over. Hey, you got those you? children in there. Who are you? You got who those smuggled children illegally. Who are you? Where are you taking these You're children? You're smuggling children. Are you part of you the gotta be legally in that vehicle. You're not a part of this organization? Who are you? Where are you we taking these kids? We know you're smuggling kids? these kids. Where now are you, you taking these in kids? In the back of there without children Where are seats. you taking these kids? Sir, identify This is the massive are. smuggling. This is literally human smuggling. These are children. Where and are you taking these kids? And now, sir, they where get are you the front. These kids? They don't even have car seats. Sir, they their seatbelts on. Seat belts aren't even on. Where are you taking these children? Sir, identify yourself. Who are you? Fucking hit me. I'll tell you right fucking. Who do you work for? Are you part of this organization? So the conclusion of that, first of all, I love how he tries to push the car back. <laughs> but the conclusion of that is he claims to work for the church. There's about five or six kids in the back of the car, which opens sideways the trunk. And they're sitting in there without seat belts, car seats or anything, saying that they're taking them to another facility. What I want to ask you is, uh, we're seeing this a lot with these churches. Thousands of people come through a week. They give them a place to sleep and, and food, and then they ship them off. Some places say that they go to whichever city they request or they go to whichever region they request. Do you think it's morally right for these churches to be partaking in what I would say is an illegal activity, such as jumping the border? Yeah, and in some cases it's human trafficking. A lot of these you know, kids and, and the liberals are, are sick for not admitting this, where it's like a lot of the separation that most of them are getting smuggled in. So some people are uh, not with their parents. And mm -hmm. if you this is Huffington Post, I'm, I'm not saying this, but they said up to like 80 percent of kids being smuggled from or girls, young girls being smuggled from Central America are being raped. I don't know if the numbers are that high. That's a Huffington Post article. You could look it up. But it's like we're not they're not separating because they're mean. It's like you don't know who these people are if they stole this chick. Yeah, I think it's very unethical. A lot of the churches definitely shouldn't be doing that. And 
it's it's sad in this country that it's become such a partisan issue because our whole country is wearing down because of this fake kindness weakness, including, say, United. I'll fly United Airlines. They're saying they want 50% women and 50% people of color by a certain year. Listen, if the black guy's the best pilot, that's fine. If it's a woman pilot and she's the best, she's the best. But if it's a white guy, it's a white guy. If it's an Indian, it's an Indian. You don't need to be forcing pilots. You get what I'm saying? Like in NASCAR, mm -hmm. there's Bubba Wallace, who's the the you know the, the driver who's half black or black. You know that's fine because he earned his way there and he raced. Like, but there's mostly white drivers because they're I guess just the ones who got there. That's their culture. You know, and, and same with like the NBA. It's like there's a lot of black athletes and there's nothing wrong with that. So the the fact that they're doing that. All of this is deteriorating our culture, and it's gonna it's gonna destroy everything. And you see it coming to a rot right now, where the whole country, the economy doesn't move. There, it's it's a mess, and and uh, liberals are 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 culprits of it. And a lot of these churches are yeah bowing down to this like liberal uh, doctrine of like supporting human trafficking now just because they want to own Trump or something. It's a it's a disgrace, and we you know we need to get serious about this stuff. We treat these people better than we treat our own communities and our own kids. Don't you think though that they're probably going off the off the doctrine of that they just want to help people, especially these are co people coming from Catholic countries, uh, Central and South America. Would you not think that their argument is that it's just their duty to help to help anyone that comes through there? Or do you think For they sure. do have a, a bigger, I, I mean, I'm not saying I agree with it. I, I don't agree with it, but I'm just trying yeah. to figure out what their argument would be. Well, as a human being, you know, obviously you're an American, you're a Christian. As a human being, you want to help other people. You understand their struggle. It's a balance of kindness and weakness. Uh, I always say, as far as like illegals and stuff, I'm, I don't work for the government. I'm not a police officer, so it's not my job. You know, it's not my role, essentially, to, to judge and hate people, and I don't. But at the same time, I feel like our government's super, super weak. So, yeah, when, when you see some of these videos and you got 100, 200 people coming over, it's a it's a more argument you have to make. I under I understand why they would do it, but I'm more, I guess, disappointed at, you know, our government for not only allowing it, but incentivizing it and then getting so sloppy with it at a certain point. It's like they got to stop it. So I hear what you're saying. And, you know, that's definitely it's definitely a moral argument you have to ask yourself, figure out who these people are, if they're good people or they're, you know, criminals or, you know, like it's, it, it, hey, I need help and you, you lend a hand. I get why they're doing it. I guess my frustration is more with the whole, the whole system and the whole process and how it seems like our media and our government is working against our country and, our, and the people. Yeah, I think there's a big gap there, uh, especially on the separating the separating the families thing where it's like going over a border illegally is a crime and you don't get to stay in prison with your kids if, if you break the law. And then there's the factor of the child trafficking, which is rampant. And there was a video yesterday put out, I think by the same guy in that other clip, uh, Drew Hernandez, where there was just a kid, uh, probably eight years old, just abandoned at the border because they get to the border and they don't care what happens to you because they're coyotes, they're smugglers and what have you. Oh. Yeah, that it's, yeah, that, that's real, and that needs to be addressed. I think, uh, you know, as far as in the situation, you have the moral obligation to figure out which is which, but the liberals act like that's not even a possibility. It's all people doing this, and it's like, if you really care about the kids, it's the same with the mask mandate. I mean, if, if you care about your kid and you're strapping them up with a napkin and a cloth that's been all over the place, do you really care about your kid? It's what they call virtue signaling. You fake care. <laughs> and really hurt people you know you hurt families you hurt kids and 
it seems like uh, almost sadistic at this point where it's like, listen, I like all ethnicities. Uh, good people are good people. I'm a, I'm a soul type person. If you got a good soul and you got a good spirit, I love Muslims. I love Sikhs. I connect with everybody. That's real. Nigerians. But at the same time, it's like, do liberals really love these people or do they just hate their own people? Do they hate white people? Do they hate men? I don't know men who hate women. Men love women, most of them, you know? I know a lot of feminists who hate men, so it's like it's these projection tactics where I don't think they love these uh, minority groups. I think they hate themselves and they hate their country, and they're willing to sabotage everybody, minorities, themselves, in order to push a political agenda that is so twisted. You know, like someone needs to tell these people no. And, uh, you know, (laughs) I think more and more people are. Yeah, it feels like we're at a mass virtue signal at this point where it doesn't matter uh, the facts or the science behind anything as long as I feel like I'm being a good person and I can share it with other people who will tell me I'm good, that's all that matters. The last thing I wanted to ask you, less serious of a question, who are your favorite people that you're following right now? Who does Anomaly wake up and check content from in the morning? I, I wake up and I log into Twitter and I almost always regret it because you just get everything. You get the good, yeah. the bad, the ugly things you agree with, things you disagree with. And uh, it's it's too much. So I would say people that have stuck out to me recently, um, there's someone on Instagram. His name is Richard Ratboy, and uh, he makes funny memes. He's Flecka's buddy. I find his, his memes very unique. Uh, I haven't seen too many of her newest stuff, but really graceful is somebody I like to give props to. I've seen her videos on YouTube. She does like deep dives on what people would consider conspiracies, but she just lays out the facts similar to me. Way better production quality, cool music and stuff. Really, really impressive, and I love to see that. Um, yeah, besides that, I would say I'm like a floater. And I, I want to say too on Twitter, you know, a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with them, but I like Cernovich's takes because I find like they're very unique and he's he's one of those people like you know, we're different, but he, he seems to like tick off both sides, but at the same time when he connects, I, I like there's value there in what he's saying. So those are things that, that stay in mind, but I'm, I kind of am always just on the lookout for, you know, anybody that stands out and anybody that has some, some good stuff. All right. Let me give the last word to you. Anything you want to say, any message you want to give, and then we'll let you go. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, last word. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought I, I was misconstruing it, but yeah. No, it's okay. I appreciate the time, and uh, to anybody that's watching this, I would say, you know, take a stance somewhere in your life. You don't. It doesn't have to be drastic or on social media, but the more people bow down to this, it's not going to go away. So I think even a minor stand, if everybody did a little, we could reach that critical mass and uh, really make a difference. Because I talk to people even in my own community where they don't like what's going on, but they don't really do anything about it because they don't want to rock the boat. And I think they've been conditioned to think not doing that is is helpful and nice and the safe thing to do. It's not nice, it's not helpful, and it's certainly not safe. None of this lockdown stuff is safe. So that's really the message. If you like my video, you can follow me at Instagram, Dream Rare, and that's, that's it. And Anomaly on YouTube, he's not the Swedish uh, gamer. I'm sure you've come across that before. Have you seen that before? Searching your name. If you don't, use, if you don't search properly, YouTube wants to give you the, the gaming streamer. 
I have because I got invited to this like celebrity poker thing, but it was like not A grade celebrities by any means. But they rescinded the invitation because <laughs> they thought I was the Swedish gamer, and I'm like. And then they made up some lie. They're like, oh, he's going to try to plug his rap music and with this guy. And I'm like, I don't even know who that guy is. And I don't, I'm not trying to plug my rap music. So it was like, they created this big lie because he, he regretted in, uh, <laughs> inviting me because I wasn't the gamer. That's when I was like, damn, I got to talk to this other anomaly. He must be killing it. Like I'm, I'm peons compared to this guy. So yeah, yeah that was the streaming now. And I was like, I love playing poker. So I was like, come on, bro. You're not going to let me play because you thought I was him. <laughs> Cold world, but it's all, I'm over it. That's true. Go check out his music too. He got a song with my boy Patriot Jay that I also love. Thanks for joining me, man. Have a great day. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll shout out Patriot Jay too. He's crushing.